The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Starts here and starts now. Good afternoon. I'm Caleb Main, and today we're going to be talking about the the generalists, excuse me, um, and how that plays out in life from a man or a boy, should I say, from a man. And uh, so, Robbie, what is the generalist? Yeah, the, it's a, a fascinating concept that apparently <clears throat> our Native Americans had a little bit better than the original settlers that came from England, or what would appear by a letter that was sent to Ben Franklin, but. The idea is that men have this really peculiar thing that we like to know we have what it takes. And that may mean that we need to know it. we have what it takes with fixing a lawnmower or maybe starting a fire or going out in the woods and doing something. But this letter kind of just speaks to the heart of that, and we want to talk about it today's show. What had happened was that the uh, the settlers there in, the, in and around Virginia in the 1700s had the idea that they needed to educate the Indians in the area, and they gave them an opportunity to go to their colleges. <clears throat> and uh, the Indians were not really too crazy about that idea, so they sent a letter to Ben Franklin kind of explaining their position, and he published that letter later, and this is the way that letter read. It said, and this is the Indian speaking, they said, several of our young people were formerly brought up at the colleges of the Northern Providences. So I'm assuming that they some of these Indians had already been educated up at the colleges in Massachusetts, et cetera. And they were instructed of all your sciences. But when they came back to us, they were bad runners, ignorant of every means of living in the woods, <laughs> unable to bear either cold or hunger. They neither knew how to build a cabin, take a deer, or kill an enemy. They spoke our language imperfectly, were therefore neither fit for hunters, warriors, counselors. They were totally good for nothing. We are, however, not the less obliged by your kind offer, though we decline accepting it. And to show our grateful sense of it, if you gentlemen of Virginia will send us a dozen of your sons, we will take great care of their education, instruct them in all we know, and make men of them. <laughs> I guess the point being that, you know, from the Indians' point of view, Vinny, that that was a significant thing to make men of them. And in, in, in your neighborhood... <laughs> if you'd have walked into uh, the 1940s and 50s in an Italian neighborhood in uh, Manhattan, New York, what what did it mean to be a man back then? Well, we didn't scalp them, but <laughs> uh, we showed up the way it was supposed to be. You know, this block belongs to me. Stay off of it, you know, and you need permission. I wasn't being too much of a man, you know what I mean? But uh, uh, I will say that my father taught me everything I know. But he forgot it after the first lesson. Because if he told me how to clean the pigeon coop, that was it. That was the last time he cleaned it. I cleaned it for the rest of my life. Washing the car, doing the tires. So, yeah, he taught me a lot. And... I can honestly say I didn't do that to my son. Uh, 
we had a different relationship. Uh, he was, even taught you to plaster, or you had your family teach you how to plaster. Well, yeah, my uncle, when I went with him, I learned how to play, be a, become a plasterer. You know, you're an apprentice, and you learn on the job. And so it, let's go back to the complete other generation, since we happen to have that here with Caleb. And, and Caleb, so if I were to ask you the same question, <laughs> you know, we know what it was like in the 40s, 1940s, in, in Manhattan, what it was to be a man. But now, you know, here at East Forsyth High School, isn't that where you go? Yes, sir. What does it mean in 2016 from your per- perspective as a, your senior in high school? It's the same thing. Stay off my block, right? <laughs> there you go. All no, right, no. Caleb. It's, uh, it's, it's changed, obviously. It's a different time. It's a different era. Um, there's a lot of abandoned fathers, so not a lot of these young teens get what they need at the young age, and they don't get the generalist. So how in their lives are they supposed to become the specialist? And so with this lack of development, um, you have undeveloped men that grow up into undeveloped husbands. So you, you're on the football team there. All right. And, and you've got a lot of friends. Correct. How, how do you see that play out in the, in the way that they ask for help? It doesn't always play out. Um, as men, we don't always like to ask for help. We want to do things our own. Um, don't want to read the instructions. Don't want to reach out to somebody who knows more than us because we like to think that we know everything. And so, Al, when I'm thinking about that situation, you, you, you brought some clips tonight. Well, I did would, indeed. That, that what happens when fathers don't um, kind of take their sons that direction. So why don't you set one of those up for us? First clip we have is from Gladiator. And this, this particular clip is where the Caesar is talking with his son. And, you know, he's obviously nearing death and he's made some decisions and in this exchange, he's going to let his son know that I'm going to do this and you're not going to be included because you don't have what it takes. And listen to the exchange and the, and the misery and the pain that goes on in the heart of a boy when he finds out he hears from his father he doesn't have what it takes. But also listen to the pain in the father when he realizes he didn't do a good job and raise his son to to reflect God's glory, to become the man he should have been or could have been. You wrote to me once, listing the four chief virtues, wisdom, justice, fortitude, and temperance. As I read the list, I knew I had none of them. But I have other virtues, Father. That can be a virtue when it drives us to excel. Resourcefulness, courage, perhaps not on the battlefield, but there are many forms of courage. Devotion to my family, to you. But none of my virtues won your list. Even then, it was as if you didn't want me for your son. Oh, Commodus. You go too far. I searched the faces of the gods for ways to please you, to make you proud. One kind word, one full hug, 
just made your chest and helped me tight. Would have been like the sum of my heart for a thousand years. What is this enemy you hate so much? All I've ever wanted was to live up to Caesar. Father. That's hard to listen to, you know, for any young man, but I I, I want you to listen to that cry. Caleb, and think for me of the one of the greatest pictures in Scripture where we see the the triune God come together in one place at Jesus' baptism where his father says, this is my beloved son, and in, in him I'm well pleased. And, and, and as a young man with a father, how, what does it mean to have your father say, in you I'm well pleased? Oh, it means everything. Um, you have what it takes. You are the apple of his eye, and um, you're what he's delighted in, and he's proud of you. Um, and if you don't get that, there's something lacking in your heart, and there's something, there's a hole there, there's a void that needs to be filled, and um, ultimately, ultimately, it's not fulfilled. I, I've been watching this um, series at, at Ransom Heart, which is a phenomenal resource, by the way. Anybody that wants to go to Ransom Heart and, and join the tribe, there's some wonderful videos along these lines, and and one of the guys there, Morgan, did this intensive, and he was talking about with his children that he has this exercise. That when they come back from vacation, he, you know, the first thing he tells them, here's the, all the kids in the car, you know, guys, first thing you need to do is unload the car, but grab the big stuff first. Well, his kids are like eight or nine years old, so actually. You know, you could picture this kid with this great big huge suitcase, and he goes, the idea is that I want him to see him try to struggle with that suitcase. But then they say, Dad, can you help? And he goes, and that's that's what I'm looking for, that point where they're willing to admit that they need help from the Father. And, you know, I find myself there with YouTube just constantly, Caleb. <laughs> I'm out there trying to fix my lawnmower, and I'm, I need help from the Father, and I don't know where to turn. So, you know, the, fortunately, you, you sometimes you can turn to YouTube, and there you, you find out how to do most anything. You guys are in a different culture. You can find fathering in all sorts of places. It's everywhere. Um, the internet is a beautiful thing if used correctly. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vinny, do you? Uh, I, 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 I got to tell you, Robbie, this topic is a fantastic topic because it's so much truth to every man that has a son. But here we got, I've been coming here doing the show for about three years, and here we got Sam's son sitting in, and he looks so comfortable. Sam, you're fired. But you, Where is Sam? He's not in the room, Vinny, but that's understand. You wouldn't see that. That's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just walked I, in. I, now I, he knows he's fired in spite of the fact that it's his I, 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 I'm just amazed at what a good job he's doing. So I, it had to come from someplace, and I'm sure that it came from his father. So, Caleb, welcome. And, and what an example of really good. what we're talking about today, because if we allow our sons to try to do hard things, and, and honestly, hosting a radio show is not the easiest thing in the world to do, is it, Al? But to give him an opportunity to sit there and, 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 and get on the mic and share what it's like to be a man in, in this culture, that he's got a viewpoint I, don't, I can't begin to understand as he's coming up in a different time, right, Al? It's because you're really old, and he's not. <laughs> 
Well, I may be old, but you know, it's 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 one of those things. But one of the neat things that we got to experience as you know, walking with your father, is you had sort of a a ritual that your father took you through. Could you share with our listeners a little bit about what that was like to kind of transition into manhood? Yeah, so I mean, you just you start out with the basic stuff. You start out um, just learning to live, right? Like the Indians, learning to live, and then you learn how to be fathered. And as we'll come back, we'll talk more about that. Um, keep listening to Masculine Journey Radio, and we'll... Yeah, they can go to the website. That's true. At MasculineJourneyRadio.org, I'm told. Or it could be .org. Depends on how you want to look at it. But we got lots of stuff there. we got a movie event coming up. Is it... Yes, it's this Wednesday night, the 17th, at the... at the. It's Thursday night, the 17th. We'll be there at 7. Masculine Journey Radio is listener-supported, and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site, and from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support, and Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Mask and Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. And I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. And that's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Hello, welcome to the Masculine Journey. And where we left off, well, my name's Eli Main, and where we left off, we were talking about how, well, the becoming of a man. And Robbie, take us from where we left off. Yeah, well, there, Eli, I got you right where I want you. Now, Eli is Sam's, Sam's younger son, but but clearly in that stage, what, what, Eli, you're 12, right? Yeah. And so, you know, from your perspective, when you hear that clip and and you think about, you know, how is it to be your father's son? You know, clearly, really, you know, in it, at your age, it's different than when your brother was growing up. And, and how do you see that different than what your brother faced? Well, there's just new ways that I, people are being raised nowadays that it can be easier. It can be harder. Just depends. Well, one thing that's harder, I know, um, has got to be this to be the second son. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And so, do you ever feel like, wow, I can't compete with that, or you know, I've got my own way of doing things, Dad? Can you see this going on? Do you experience anything like that? Sometimes, yeah. Like, but do you remember a time, and and this opportunity here? where you felt like, yeah, now my dad sees what it is that I have versus what my brother had. You know, like he saw me do this, and now I'm feeling good that that I've got my own unique. Yeah, share that. Well, now, well, I used to play piano, which I have over my brother because I have a better musical talent. And uh, now I play, I played clarinet, and now I play saxophone. Do you really? 
and it's really fun. I really enjoy it. And so do you feel God's pleasure when you're playing the saxophone? Yeah. And do you feel your father's pleasure when you when he is enjoying your music? Yeah. And, and you know, that's a critical thing when you think about it. That, you know, I'm trying to think of the name of the... Caleb, that's his, other, his brother's now name. No, I'm trying to think of the name of the musician that had the movie um, Ragamuffin. Remember? Yeah. He he played the piano. His father thought he was useless because he, he wasn't a farmer. You mean Rich Mullins? That's the guy. That's the guy. So, Robbie, can I ask you a question? You I mean, as old as you are, you've seen so many generations, generation <laughs> upon generation. Come I remember you. Noah. That What's was the biggest was change the in the generations? I'm sorry. Go back to the rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, I find it fascinating that, that, that for me as a boy, you stick me in the woods and I wanted to learn how to build a fire. And I, and I wanted to learn how to know that was an oak tree versus a maple. And I wanted to know, you know, how to get my own food. And that food didn't come from necessarily, you know, the grocery store that you could find that stuff out in the woods. And I wanted to be able to fish and hunt. And those were things that, that, that were important to me getting my legs underneath me to, and, and I did not realize at the time how important that would be that my father stepped in there and showed me how to do those things or boy scout leaders stepped in there and showed me how to do those things because now they speak to my heart in, in tremendous ways. I'm wondering in what ways when you were a kid that you got that because you had a completely different situation without a father. I didn't get it. You know, my mother and my father were so different. My dad was so full of honesty, integrity, hard work. Um, and, and it wasn't something that was taught to me at all. So I yeah, had that, your father wasn't in the home. No, my father lived in Ohio. I grew up in North Carolina, but there came a time where my dad said, look, I've told you all these things, but you, you don't have what it takes. Just like the conversation we heard. And, and it broke my heart to hear that just like it broke Commodus's heart. But the difference was, you know, I had a, I came to Christ and when I did, I realized everything my dad had said. And so I started running to that light. I started moving to that. So for me, it was more, you know, when Commodus got the power, he just got worse. But, you know, when you have that spiritual growth with Christ, for me, it was like, no, I want to go beyond my father. I want to, I want to go to be like Christ. I want to change and, and lead. And in so that, you have a clip along manner. those lines. With Mia, helping her with the homework, even after she went to sleep, he'd stay up for a few more hours so he could learn the next chapter and help her the next day. <laughs> I remember everything about my father. Everything. That's just it. I don't remember him yelling. I don't remember him smiling. To be honest with you, I don't even remember what it looked like. I don't remember. He's just never there. You ain't gonna be like that, Brian. So that clip, Al, just, you know, for you, that that's just a significant clip. You know, when I heard that clip, the first thing I thought about was when I was three years old at East Crest Apartments, and there was a neighbor named Paul You remember Neal. the name of the apartments when oh, you were yeah. three? I have Dude, very vivid impressive. memories in my childhood. Um, and I remember Paul and I were down the hill playing in the little playground, and he was mad. And I don't even remember. His dad just said, hit him in the face, hit him in the stomach. 
And I remember running home crying because, not because it hurt, because, I mean, he was three. He hit like a girl, right? But I didn't have my dad standing there telling me what to do. He had his dad telling him where to hit me, how to hit me, what to do. And I was just sitting there with nobody. And that scared me completely to the core. And at that point, I knew that I didn't have what it took because my dad is what it took to teach me and bring me out of that. Wow. That's, I, I've, I've, I've never heard that story. And when you were three. Yep. And you have all those details. Oh, I remember vividly. Paul, wherever you are, I got my dad now. Anytime, buddy. Wait a minute. You might need a bat, right, Vinny? I mean, you had a similar situation. Only your dad was right there to tell you what. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, I'm going, I want to go back to you and, and the woods. You know, in Manhattan, our woods was Central Park. And uh, if you walked from one end of it, to the other end and you came out alive and you beat the animals you know the animals were two-legged <laughs> <laughs> all of them uh so i don't know about the wood stuff uh but i do know about concrete and i do know how, how i had to act you know when you was 14 15 if you had a girlfriend or something like that there yeah. man oh man they beat up on you just for fun uh I got to say that sometimes I was on the giving end too. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. But anyway, my woods was Central Park, and uh, I enjoyed it, Robbie. I beat them animals. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's good to sit back and just kind of watch a show a little bit, and especially having my sons run part of it. That's just a very a big pleasure for me. And so that's a great birthday present to uh, be a part of my birthday week and have them do that. As we're talking about a father's role, you know, we go back to the letter that you had Robbie that when we get too civilized, there's nothing wrong with civilization, but when we get too civilized and we forget the original intent of manhood, something's lost. And so as we've been talking about a father's role, a father's role is vital in doing that, whether they're present or not present. Al, in that clip that you just played, there was two different fathers that were talked about there. And how did that really play out differently in those boys' lives? Well, there's a memory for the first one where he knew exactly what he had to do to raise a family. He knew what it took to speak into the heart of his children in that aspect of it. The other, which I could relate to, he didn't have that. And so there's a fear when you're a child and you don't have your father there, but there's a bigger fear when you're an adult and you don't know how to raise your child Mm -hmm. because you don't have that model. I remember a good friend of the show um, being at one of the boot camps, uh, Ron Mitchell. We've talked about him on the air before, but just the, the fear that came across him the first time he had to ask a girl out. He didn't have a father to go to to ask that. Yep. Or how to tie a tie because there's no other male in the family to, to really show him. And some of those things, it just seems so minor, but they're so huge when you don't have somebody there to teach you along the way. And so we're going to be talking over the next several weeks about this topic of generalist and moving towards a specialist. And one of those big places is you know, dividing out what society says a man should be and going back originally to what God said a man should be and how that, that masculinity really truly needs to be bestowed either by the father or by a group of men. And so, Robbie, I wanted to ask you a quick question. You've been a part of several different men's groups over the years, over the many, many, many years. <laughs> uh, but, Lots of men's groups, yeah. But, but there's been a lot of fathering that's been done in those, correct? 
Yeah, it's always amazing to me and just a wonderful opportunity for on both ends that, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll be out fishing with a group of guys and, the, you know, these people have never fished or they don't know how to hunt or how to skin an animal or all that stuff that, that the Lord blessed me with. But then there's other opportunities where I find myself without a father and I've got a Vinny, you know, the, where I've got a situation with a teenage child or I've got a situation with an adult child that's 26 and he has a perspective that you only get from a sage to say, you know, you're not in the same role anymore that you were. You need to step back and let the results, you know, kind of take place. And Vinny's always been really helpful to me in in sharing how to back off of a situation with adult children. Right, Vinny? That's right. Uh, really, I mean, it's so truthful. I'm, I'm thinking back at a conversation that me and you had one time about young Robbie. And I remember it like it was yesterday. We were in the car, and I told you, I says, Robbie, he's 27 years old. Back off. You know, I mean, there is. That's <laughs> exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. And, and there's fathers available, but there's that passage in Mark that I dearly love in Mark 10 where it says, you know, if you leave your father and mother that, you know, you'll not fail to gain a hundred as many fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers for my sake and not just in the, in, in the, in the kingdom, but in this present life, it's present, precious, palm, precious. Palm. <laughs> there you go. Peter Piper picked up. There you go. Peppers. Yeah. They, I think that you know, it's important to point out, we're just not talking about hunting, fishing, all those things. We're talking about fathering, whether by the, the, biological father or someone playing that role, a grandfather, something along those lines, of helping introduce manhood. What's it really mean to be a man? As we learned from the Commodus clip, you know, the father there, you know, somewhere along the way forgot to teach him the real virtues he needed to know. And, and so this is more about just how to be a man. And sometimes we forget what that really looks like, and it's really cloudy out there that we really don't know. And over these next few weeks, we're going to continue to unpack that we're going to continue to find out what it really means to be a man what society does to try to strip that from us and how we can gain that back even if our father wasn't around or didn't have the tools to do that because maybe he didn't get it from his dad and so we're really going to take some time and spend the next four or five weeks on that go to maskandjourneyradio.org to get more information on things we got coming up it is may 19th on thursday which is the the show it's in winston at 7 30 we're going to be there at the grand there's also going to be showing at Greensboro, but we won't be there, but it's at the Grand in Greensboro at 7.30 here locally. If you're listening to this on podcast, please go look on the Ransom Heart website and find it where it's playing near you.